0: Yeah. Chill takes. Chill takes. Chill takes. Chill takes the podcast. We talk sports, basketball, baseball, maybe some golf, but probably not enjoy the pod. Hello and welcome to Chill Takes. Uh, We are recording this on uh, Monday, November 7th. We always seem to record during Raptors games, so the last time I checked, uh, they were up a few points uh, on the second night of a back-to-back against the Chicago Bulls. Uh, Are the Knicks playing tonight, Isaac?
1: Yeah, they're in Minnesota tonight. Um, They're starting in 10 minutes, so... I'm gonna, but I will. You know, probably
0: be able to catch the second half. The World Series finished up on Saturday. The bad guys won. The Houston Astros uh, did win, Uh, but congratulations to Dusty Baker, who's been in the majors for like fifty years and won his first uh, World Series title, which is uh, really exciting uh, for him. And a rookie won um, World Series MVP, so that was like a good thing. Uh, That was exciting for them, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean it was a it was a fun series. Obviously, I'm not a big Astros guy, but. I guess it's a little boring that they won because like they were the best team and ended up winning, uh, but it was a fun series. It was cool to see Dusty get a win. Uh, yeah, I think he's what he's managed over four thousand games, so it's always cool when like those OG managers get their title. Uh, yeah, kinda, like at the end he said, "Yeah, now all y'all can stop talking about it." So like he's just like, "Yeah."
0: He also and, screamed, "Now it's time for the party," which was yeah. epic as hell. <laughs> Uh, he's so funny he's always getting like a toothpick in his mouth and they're saying like he used to party with like all these celebrities like in the yeah, right? from the 70s and 80s yeah, like
1: jimmy hendrix or
0: something yeah <laughs> he seems awesome i love dusty baker now uh he wasn't as exciting as uh, mississauga uh like a uh, manager rob thompson from the phillies but we'll take dusty baker
1: I forgot he's from Saga.
0: yeah yeah canadian canadian and jeter was like yeah. talking about how yeah. like influential he was to him
1: Technically, both of our calls were, weren't perfect, but my, we did make our predictions and I won.
0: Yes, you did that's win, sad. but the Philly, the Phillies like looked like they were in the driver's seat a couple times, uh, especially after that game three. Well, Until we, they have no hit. All right, well, we've wasted enough time on baseball because that's not what the topic of today is. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about basketball and we have a special guest with us. Uh, I'm really excited uh, about today's special guest. Um, this uh, guest today is an actor, a writer, a comedian um, who uh, you may know from podcasts such as Confederacy of Dunks and Rapcast. Um, he's creator of the show, CDC show, True Dating Stories. And uh, according uh, and you can see him on According to Kids. And um, he's performed in such festivals like Just for Laughs and Spur and Field Trip and Puppets Up and JFL 42. Um, so many cool things. And has one of the greatest live shows that have ever existed in Toronto comedy for my money, which is Rap Battles, which just returned. So I do want to hear about that as well today. Uh, he's won awards uh, like the 2013 uh canadian comedy word for best live show that was the rap battle show so we're so excited to have him folks please help us welcome in freddie revis everybody what's up hey um hey happy to be here that was an amazing intro made me feel great
2: thank you
0: yeah yeah hopefully it's all Uh, true
2: well the only thing i have to say like i love you know good things but uh you said creator of true dating stories i was an actor in it
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's Which the same really thing. Fun. Is it not? But, but yeah,
2: you know what I mean? Like so whoever did create that, <laughs> I think I, I think maybe I know them. They're probably like, "Dude, what?" But listen. Um yeah, I I acted in it and I acted the shit out of it. It was great. Chili
1: likes to egg on our our uh, our guests a lot. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about today and like Windhorst Windhorse today had some lawyer on and I guess he's like some big defense lawyer for like NBA players who are just going through it. And he, like, asked him first. He's like, do you want me to introduce you with all your accolades or do you want to just start? And the lawyer guy was like, let's just start.
0: <laughs> I don't, I
1: don't want to. Cool.
0: So cool like, lawyer.
1: Hey, we do that with our guests. Just be like, yo, listen. you." <laughs> I don't know. I just thought about it.
0: Yeah, very famous lawyer. Happy to have him. Well, we were looking at Freddie's <laughs> uh, be- bedroom, room in, room in his house, and he's got a DeMar DeRozan jersey behind him and yeah. um, a poster from the Milwaukee Bucks series, I uh, assume. That's uh, against right. Against the Raptors, because I can see the red jerseys, Mark Gasol mm-hmm. there. Um, so big Raptors fan. Uh, tell us about your, like, fandom with the Raptors. When did it start? When did you fall in love with, with the boys?
2: So I come, come from a family of there's a, it was a single mom and and four brothers and we had a basketball court right close to us. So we all played a ton of basketball and soccer really growing up. But, um, you know, yeah, we liked the Raptors and we're into them when they started. But I, I always tell people I'm a Vince Carter era fan. Like that's when yeah, yeah. I started watching every single game that's Three like or four I, years in. Yeah, I was 14 when Vince Carter was a rookie. So yeah. it was just, I thought he was Michael yeah. Jordan and it was the coolest thing that that ever happened, really. So, yeah, I became like a Raptors maniac. That's then
1: like the age to get into it.
2: Oh my God. It was so, it was amazing. It was like, it, you know, I didn't know where it was going and Vince Carter definitely seemed like he could do literally anything
0: at any yeah. point. So, yeah. And so many cool teams. Like uh, I like that weird team that we had that like our players were a little bit older, like two, like T-Mac and Vince Carter were a little bit older. And then Muggsy Bogues and Charles Oakley and Antonio Davis were like a little bit younger. Like that's an incredible yeah. team.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That, that uh I think one of the Vince Carter teams was the best Raptor team for like a long time. The four, yeah. it was like a 47 win team. The, that, the one where we
0: lost in Philly, right?
2: Yeah, like that, that was the team for a lot of like Raptors history.
0: So, what year
1: What year was that, 2014 with the Raptors? Cause that was, they're only like 22 years old.
2: Yeah, 2014, I'm going to say, I mean, uh, was, like, yeah. I think it was 1999. I feel like it was 1990. Yeah,
0: he got drafted in 98, 99,
1: something so like I, that. I, so, the 47 win team was the best team in
0: Raptors history at that time. Up to that point, yeah.
2: Well, yeah, 99 Vince came. And then I think, like, a couple, like, I don't know if it was Vince's fifth year, fourth year, something like that. That was the 47 win team. Yeah. I don't
0: think
1: it was that bleak for that long. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah it those, was bad. The shot really lived bad. in our minds for a long time of him missing that shot in the second round yeah. to go to the conference finals. That's that, like, that's a long drought. Like, did you stuck with huge. the Raptors yeah, for the Chris yeah. Bosch era and the Andrea Bargnani era?
2: Yeah, I, so yeah, I, I was going to say, like, that's when I became, like, sort of like an absolute, like, hardcore when my, my older brother got, uh, he was like, we got to get season tickets for the Raptors. And it was uh, the Brian Colangelo was the GM and Bargnani <laughs> was drafted. So, Amazing. like, wow. I've been, like, watching games, uh, like, five games a year or whatever, because we split it a bunch of ways. Yeah. Yeah. Since the Bargnani era. And um,
0: Primo passed sauce.
2: Primo pasta and sauce, baby. <laughs> like I chugged yeah. pasta, man.
0: <laughs> Mago. All those guys ended up going to the Knicks after they like <laughs> they, they somehow Barnani went there, Colangelo went there, the whole party. There's so
2: much uh, Raptors Knicks like crossover in yeah. history. I mean, like, you know, sure. back to that Philly thing, we us beating the Knicks was like the peak of the Raptors franchise for a long time. We beat that's that's who we beat in the first round.
0: Yeah.
1: That's well, crazy. Not, Do you remember well, that, Isaac? Honestly, not really. Well, I don't know. Um, I remember that that Bargnani trade honestly was like the thing that turned your franchise around, though.
2: Big time. Yeah.
1: That's And no, and then it was like, then you got Rudy Gay and then I think the Rudy Gay trade is when you guys really kind of like started to come into your own and become yeah. the team in, in the last like seven years or so. That
2: was huge. That was Masai's first move was trading Bargnani to the Knicks.
0: Yeah, and it uh, we were supposed to like when we traded Rudy Gay, it was supposed to be a tank, and then uh, somehow we snuck into the playoffs for the first time in like six years, and the rest is sort of history. Then then the dynasty was born, and um, and we tried
2: to trade Kyle Lowry uh, right before he entered his prime to the yeah. Knicks. And
1: yeah, they said, they said yeah, no. we should, I remember that we should have taken him off your hands. I was into that. Everybody yeah. hates Cal Lowry. It would have been great Lowry. for the Knicks.
0: <laughs> everybody, everybody outside of Toronto hates Cal Lowry. Like, he fans shit on him constantly, and it really upsets me. I want him back what so they that say? they stop talking about him that way. What do they say? They're just like, he's overweight. He caught, he like missed it. Like, they don't, under, like, they, I guess he fans don't understand, like, the intangibles to basketball, like the plus minus. They just think about, like, shots and stuff, which Lowry, like, is inconsistent shooting wise well, but we just we're hoping
1: to get the same raptors lowry and didn't realize that he's like 36
0: yeah
2: yeah that's it i think they they were like oh this guy's like a a champion and it's like he is but there's a lot of context there and
1: he plays like a bull like the way he plays is like the way that your body gets beat the hell down like he plays like a bulldog like he's not the type of player who's gonna age that well i don't think i hate to say it
0: yeah Yeah. He, he, I mean, he, he was still so good. Like even the year after like the, the game, the game six against the uh, uh, Boston Celtics, he had probably one of the best games of his entire career that like uh, overtime game that forced a game seven in the bubble was like, uh, that's, that's, that's a hardwood classic right there. And and Kyle Lauer (laughs) was playing like out of his mind. Um, But you know, he's like, he's not the primary scoring option on any team. And I think that a I wouldn't take is, their know.
1: criticism too harshly that they're, they're also a spoiled fan base. When you think about it, they've had a great time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Last yeah. Years. yeah. You know yeah. Well, that... and, and
1: I'd argue, I mean,
2: like, Lowry's Larry's already aged. Well, I'm, I'm 36 yeah. and he's like one of like five players in the NBA older than me. Yeah, by five five or six players. And he's one of, he's one of, I think he's like probably the fifth oldest player in the
0: league. Let's skip ahead to modern day. Uh, We obviously, we won a championship in 2019. We're here now. How are we feeling about the current Raptor squad? I'm really, really high on this team. I think,
2: I think that's a completely different story. And I think this team could lose in the first round to a lot of teams. But um, yeah, I think we're just like sort of, not necessarily top-heavy, but I think this team's pretty stacked. Like, it's I think it's one of the deepest teams in the NBA. Yeah,
0: yeah, which is, like, crazy when you think about where we were last year, too.
1: I would say it's one of the best starting... I think we and Chili sort of agreed on this in our last discussion, that you guys are, like, one of the best starting fives in the league, but maybe not one of the that deepest. You know what I mean? Oh, crazy. Like, because... Yeah, your bench is still hurting. I don't know who's coming off the bench that you're that I'm, like, super psyched about. I guess Boucher's been better than last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's kind of a steep drop-off.
2: I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm super high on Precious. Uh, also, uh, uh, we got Otto Porter. He started for the Warriors
1: last year. Okay. I, th- um, I mean, unf- like, the uh, pa- the Pascal injury sucks, but I think it's, it's bad. It yeah, one of those things where, you know, like you'll get to see, you'll get to see how deep the team, is, you know, like who's going to totally. fill in stats, who's going to step up. Uh, Cause it's, they're, they're going to have no choice, but to go deeper into the bench and split up minutes. Yeah. Sad so Young doesn't
0: of, even play some games. And it could be one of these things in the long so term
1: that, that could be good for the team. Cause some guys will have to gain their confidence, you know, totally. Cause I feel, these first couple of weeks, like Pascal has been absolutely like out of his mind, but it's like, he, you know, it's a long season. He can't do that the whole season.
2: Yeah. I mean, P- Pascal, like it's sort of, uh, he injured his groin. So we'll see how he comes back from that. But uh, it's, I mean, I I'm really high on Pascal, like have been even through like his, you know, quote unquote, like down years, which he still averaged like, you know, pretty like ridiculous numbers. But I think the conversation about him as a number one option, you know, should be over. Uh, like, you know, he was an all NBA guy. Well, He's been twice, two time all NBA guy, but he was all NBA last year. And I think he made the jump this year. Or seems like he's making a jump from like, let's say he was top 15 last year to I mean, right now he's playing like a top seven player, but I think I I wouldn't imagine that stays just because there's some pretty incredible names there. Um, but yeah, he's like, you know, I mean, he's from a statistical standpoint, like absolutely bonkers, but you know, like you said, it's a long season and keeping that going is definitely, yeah, I'm doubtful that he's sort of, the like, uh, you know, I'm doubtful that he's a top five guy, but um, I don't know, it definitely seems like he's better than top 15 fairly it easily. Might
1: be. He might sneak into that top 10 to 12 range this year, the,
2: yeah. The, that, that's the thing, and uh, I, like, that's what I've been saying to a lot of people like, I,
0: if you jump from 15 to 13, that's like, a that's big
2: pretty big, yeah.
1: That's huge.
0: What's more frustrating about him going down is less like my concern about the team because we have a like we just passed a really hard stretch. Like, I think we can hold the float for at least a couple of weeks. It's more like, I feel for him, like he's having a, like, you know, a season where he can be first team all NBA, where he, you know, could be, you know, in line to be an MVP candidate, you know, and that sort of thing, like before the injury, like he was, you know, whatever fourth fifth on the MVP ladder at a certain point. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that just, what a, like a blow. And you don't know how healthy he's going to be when he comes back. Um, you know, uh, that it's just frustrating in general to have that happen to a guy okay, who's just really having a, the season of his career.
1: I mean, all the guys he's competing with are going to have similar blips, you know, it'll, it'll be all right. Like, it's gonna be seven to ten, seven to ten games. I don't think that should, be, you know, hurt his bid too bad for all these
0: awards. Yeah, and Fed Van Bleek yeah, can that's put what, up there. I'm hoping
1: I have a question for both of you guys. This sort of just came to my head, but you know, obviously, there's um, A lot of issues over in Brooklyn. Um, I imagine Mm -hmm. KD at this point might be like kind of checked out. What do you, if you were to go back a couple months to the summer, would you, what do you think of Scotty Barnes for KD like straight up, like right now, after seeing the way KD started, seeing the situation he's in, um, but also how good he's been? What do you think?
0: Uh, I don't know. KD for Scotty? It's 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 like trading away like we're just not at the same point we were in like 2019 when we went and got Kawhi when we got Kawhi we were like that was the last piece of the puzzle like I just don't know if you can trade away your future like that I don't know Freddie what do you think
2: well okay I'm actually in the minority of Raptors fans here uh, in that I would have done that Um, and I think a lot of people were like Scotty rookie of the year absolutely not that's that's ludicrous And I think that that's totally fair. But for me, I think KD is like just a rare, rare level of player. And to me, you know, you pair him and Pascal together and you have a, yeah, you have a shot at a championship for probably a couple of years in a row. Um, Yeah. But, but again, that's, I'm also so high on Pascal. So I feel like it's, it's, it's to me, the, the kind of like sexy part of that is pairing those two together also, with you know, because if you get want to get into the weeds with like contracts, you if you're trading Scotty, you're probably gonna have to be like, okay. Also, Gary Trent, also couple like Boucher, Kem Birch, like you really well, have to get up well, to that salary. Kem, Kem's
0: gonna be traded at the deadline, so I think. The, think, the and market, he has to. the
1: market for KD is just interesting right now because he probably wants to leave. Like, I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, all the talk right now about, is like. Literally, like, do the Brooklyn Nets do a full left turn and, like, redo this whole thing? They have totally. to. It's KD, over. In which KD's, KD's trade stock is going to be as low as it can be, which yep. is fascinating, right? Like... I that, totally like, agree. ...the league.
0: They have I, to.
2: I think Brooklyn's in this place where... I mean, it made sense, right? You don't want to trade KD for... You know, well, I don't think the, tra- the Raptors were really entertaining the idea of trading scotty but it seemed to me like the offer was og gary and parts um and i think brooklyn was like no thanks which makes sense but yeah i mean this is what happens right like brooklyn in my opinion was like you know i'm not like a hardcore betting person but it was one of the easiest unders you could possibly take
1: whether they'd trade him
2: uh No, just that like they, I think the Brooklyn was predicted to win like whatever, Over. like 50 games or something. And I was like, man, there's, there's too much, there's too yeah. much disarray. And, yeah. but anyways, yeah, I, I think that the Brooklyn has no, or they're, they have the, they have the least amount of leverage possible. So, yeah. I mean, teams should be calling for KD.
0: Yeah, you have to restart. See, like, yeah, and it just like, I, I just like, I wish it was like two years down the line. Like, I just think that like, w- like, w- the, the place we were in when we traded for Kawhi, and I know it's not the exact same situation, but we were such a like, good team. And we like basically were able to get like a one for one trade, and which is not mm-hmm. really going to be possible. And we were able to just like put this last piece in and, you know, piece and this a half. Is- you count Danny yeah. as well. And it was like, oh, here's the key to us winning a championship. So it's like, do we have enough firepower if we trade Scotty, you know, Gary, Boucher, a bunch of people for, um, uh, kd do we have enough firepower to still win a championship because if we don't we're aft you know like that's we're in trouble of course
1: but i mean i guess yeah ultimately like the price is not that high though right now is what we're saying chili you know like you, yeah
0: yeah yeah I, I i'm not like i'm not like don't fucking do it i'm just like i don't know if we're at the right place in the team you know I, i'd rather go for you know shea gilgris
2: I'll, I'll say this: I do think, like as much as Raptors fans, which is fair, we love our team. Like our team, I think again, it's like really solid. I do think if we traded for KD, um, we'd all try to meet him at the airport. <laughs>
0: exactly.
2: <laughs> know what I mean? Like, uh, like yeah. I just think it would be like it'd be a holiday.
1: Um, There'd be like long Reddit threads trying to figure out where he lives. Yeah, like it would be like, like giving him like you know. <laughs> for life like yeah
2: it, it, it would be a, like i mean it would be a party like i think like you would basically immediately move into drake's house like it would be it would be intense
0: yeah yeah no i mean it would be very fun uh i would love it uh but uh it's a tempting offer. it's a tempting offer, a tempting offer. Of quintessential
1: raptors fan that you're alluding to freddie like he loves his guys too
2: much I, I i i feel like i fall into that category but i do think that there's like i love demar derozan so much i remember my mom calling me on the day uh where we traded demar derozan and she was like freddie my stomach hurts why are we trading for a guy in Kauai that doesn't want to be a raptor demar loves us and all i could say is like mom you don't understand who Kawhi is. Yeah, yeah, he's different than. That's Damar. what a
0: lot of people said. I, I would like. I definitely, my opinion on it was: we're not winning a championship with Demar. We've tried. We've tried a bunch of times. This is a roll of the dice. Like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Worst thing that's going to happen is we don't win a championship again. That's it. That to me, I was like, we've already done that. We can't keep knocking on the door. Uh, but mm-hmm. people get so blinded by these guys that love the team. And it's like difficult to see, you know, them go right. Like we do it across all sports In baseball. It's like we love our John McDonald or whatever. It's like loves the team, whatever Ain't is no love, that,
1: no love in that front office, though. It's all business.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, yeah. there was some like damage control that needed to be done uh, that yep. season with Kyle Lowry. Like Masai needed to fucking address it. Like I remember like my brother and I sitting at games and Kyle Lowry wasn't even like sitting sometimes at games where he wasn't playing. And my brother and I were like, shit, th- that guy's going to cost us a championship because I don't think he wants to be here. He's Wait, like mm-hmm. pissed about the DeMar DeRozan situation. He's He's like, he wasn't showing up to like fundraising events, like things like on off days, he was kind of like checked out, which is oh, like crazy to think of like where he ended up being like, we're, we're going to build a statue of this guy. He loves us. We love him but Yo, like there was a half season at the beginning of 2019 we were like this guy's gonna cost us a championship because he's so pissed about the, the uh the Demar situation you know listen
1: as much as i i've always been a I, I love the way kyle lowry plays basketball i take him on my team any day i've always kind of thought he was a bit of a dickhead and i've and i this isn't this is sort of based on like uncoachable well he's hard to coach. i have also heard that like some some i've seen some like interviews where he's like low-key like passive aggressive or like makes some yeah. obnoxious vote that he thinks is hella funny but it's just cringy and like rude and i've also heard from like some sort of like beat reporting kind of twitter threads or people that just say he's like the asshole he's like the most annoying guy to interview um yep so honestly like
0: i don't want to hear all of, that,
1: it. all of that like i don't really feel bad for him for that situation like he should have known like you're in the nba guys move you're also in the only nba team in canada you know what i mean like come on So that's, I mean, I don't, that's lame. I don't even remember that. So I'm happy you brought that up. I didn't know that was such a, like that it played into the actual, you know, game to game for him, but yeah, I was uh, uh, was kind of like, fuck that guy. Sorry. uh, I'll, I'll add to that,
2: that I think there was like, there was two truths. There was a, there's off court Kyle Lowry, which is, I don't like the media. Um, I'm sort of rough around the edges. I'm not here to be anyone's friend. And then there's on-court Kyle Lowry, which is like I'm one of the best winners yeah. of the past decade in the NBA. And I just, I, I do all everything that's small that contributes to winning. And oh. to the point of like, even in that season, yeah. Kawhi, the whole year, wasn't with the team. He worked out by himself. He did his own thing. He told Masai right away, I'm not staying here. I'll play for you, but that's it. I'm not a part of the team. I'm just, I'm my own person. I'm going to the Clippers. And we had two different teams. There was the, when Kawhi was here, he did whatever he wanted. And then then there was like the Kyle Lowry run team. And Kyle kind of helped bridge that gap between Kawhi and the Raptors and Marc Gasol later. But like, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's the thing about Kyle. He definitely... He definitely is like that's it's like the, two things can be true you know what I mean like I think he's like definitely first,
1: he's like the first child and like the mom keeps finding new boyfriends and shit and he has to like slowly embrace you know what I mean totally it's I, like,
2: I think that's a I think that's fair he's been he's from North Philly he's like been hard done by like he definitely is not I, someone yeah. who is is not really interested in being your friend but he wants to beat you
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm really. Yeah. I, and like good for coach and nurse for able, like there's some real leadership skills that come for sure. that shit together because what you just, what you just described is very complex.
0: I do think Dan, Danny was Dude, the yeah. other guy. Dan, Danny was like Mr. Nice Guy and Danny had a somewhat of a relationship with Kawhi. Yeah. And Danny's like so you, mad. man. <laughs>
2: That's nice. <laughs> you, you honestly like, like you, you do give off Danny Green, green vibes. I love really? Danny Green. I'm You're like inside I use, the like, green room. He, yeah, he's like, I'm so chill. I won because he, because he, right after that, he went to the Lakers
0: and won a championship. Danny yeah. Green
1: is the, he also won with the Spurs. He has the most three pointers in finals
0: history. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah, like, yeah. Or
1: like in a single series. He wanted like, to
0: stay though in Toronto. He was like, if Kawhi had stayed, I would have stayed. But he's he like, when Kawhi them. left, I didn't think that we were going to run it back to back. So he I he went away.
1: Like, owns reptiles. He has like snakes and stuff. That's one of yeah, his- man, yeah, he does. He collects snakes. that would be like kind of a weird, kind of chill guy to do that. <laughs> yeah, totally.
0: That's uh, I, I'm I'm still just flustered over getting called Danny Green. That's nice. Uh, I love Danny Green. Ultimately,
1: <laughs> Green yeah. Ranger, man. And like, I feel like that that year was so funny, man. It's crazy. Um, it's it such, such a roller crazy.
0: coaster.
1: It makes sense how like that there's a you know the room that clip where like is like heading out to the locker room and like someone like I forget who Norm he tries to dap him up and he just like it's, he's like yeah gotta,
0: which like, he look didn't look even up. like in interview later he's like i didn't even see it like that's how it wasn't that he was like ignoring him it's that he was like so locked in
1: okay so mm. this is my my next question as like a outsider raptors fan. like i'm like a raptors my second i got i call him my second or 13 are you are you nicks raptors yeah yeah i'm a Nick's fan um but so i don't have the same like affection so what do you guys think but like I, as just an NBA fan I'm appalled by this whole Kawhi thing. It's like he had this great year, decided mm-hmm. to leave and just not play. He doesn't play. He Doesn't play for the Clippers. Yeah. He's played he should he stay here. <laughs> he's played like 180 games in the last 5 seasons I think and like 70 of those games were in the in the one year with the Raptors.
2: Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? It's
2: it's wild. I, I remember telling people when he left um that that we just saw you know like the best basketball Kawhi's ever gonna play and i think he's played some pretty meaningful amazing basketball for the clippers but you know they haven't made a conference finals like i I remember at the beginning of the year this year everyone i'm just like i i the clippers have been like prove it territory territory for me for a long time where like you know people are like oh man clippers deepest team in the league clippers gonna win the west And I'm like, like, what are you guys talking about? Yeah. Like, not only is Kawhi not going to play half of the games, PG's not going to play half the games. Yeah. Like, I don't understand the Clippers. The Clippers are, they're they're a franchise that doesn't know how to win. And I think they're in a situation where they need to prove that they can win before they get any type of credit. Yeah, because
1: Vegas had them as the second best odds to win this year. Yeah, wild. I understood it. I understood why. Like that team isn't like probably maybe the most talented roster in the league. But I said that it'll only happen if each of those two play more than 70 games. Which, yeah, to me, I don't even know High, how anyone... which is low. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do you guys feel any type of way though? Or like are, I like my I don't even think it's like I I wouldn't expect you to feel bitter, but like there's almost just this like what the fuck? Like, you know,
2: that's how I feel. I, I feel a little bit what the hell. I mean, I think the whole narrative is that he wanted to be with his family, which is like, fair enough. But I think the reason I can't speak for all Raptors fans, but I think the reason I'm personally like, whatever, dude, carry on, is because he load managed himself. So he didn't play 22, 23 games that year. And then he literally played
1: every minute, every
2: (laughs) minute of the playoffs and was injured by the time the whole Golden State series, Kawhi was limping. Like, he wasn't Kawhi. like, I mean, I think he was, you know, still the deserving finals MVP.
0: Yeah, it's debatable to say Pascal was, like, the best player in the finals. Totally. Pascal
2: was, like, had multiples, like, uh, like, you know, huge, big games. Pascal dropped 36 in game one. And Pascal also had the clinching bucket over Draymond Green. Yeah, I remember that. That But, yeah, I mean, the thing is, Kawhi, like, literally – Like he left it all. So it's one of those things where it's like, man, it sucks. You didn't want to stay, but also like you made sure we won the championship. And as a franchise, that's like never won the championship. it's just, it was crazy. It's
1: weird that like that, that could really be his main benchmark. I I buy it when it's all said and done is that he got Toronto a championship. You know what I mean? mm -hmm.
2: And, and And he passed up on a dynasty. Yeah, yeah. Because that Toronto team, you know, I think for a lot of people came out of nowhere, but we were a 59-win team the year before. Well, that's like that, it. We that's what I've been saying. That we team unlocked, was
0: like, like, that was the yeah. last piece. And that's why people don't understand. It's like, yeah, Kawhi's incredible, but they haven't won a championship with the Clippers. And part of that is injuries. But part of that is we had a really, really good team and we added Kawhi to the mix and it was like, we just needed a finisher. And so, that was what he was. Sorry, I-, I just
2: have to say, uh, Scotty Barnes had like the perhaps the dunk of his career just a second ago
1: <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> over Vucevic. So, okay, so recently um, Paul Pierce came out and said uh, that we ought to be holding Kawhi a little more account. So, for those who maybe aren't fully kept up who are listening, Kawhi has played, I think, two games this year. Um, he just didn't go on their six game road trip. And then most recently the Clippers tweeted that he's out indefinitely, um, leading up to the season, there was not much expectation of this. It seemed like business as usual, but I guess business as usual with him is not being sure. Um, Mm -hmm. it seemed like there, it seemed like there was no reason why he wouldn't just be able to be playing relatively consistently. So this is like almost another slap in the face to Clippers fans, Kawhi fans, um and we spend a lot of time shitting all over ben simmons shitting all over ad you know who are guys who are constantly in and out but we don't really shit on Kawhi. so is it time that we start um you know maybe getting a little upset with this Kawhi shit
0: uh it's interesting right like i he obviously played a little bit more with the raptors um but we were mad like i think people were like kind of pissed off during the season that he wasn't playing games and then we just sort of was like we you know swallowed our words uh, when it came to the the thing so you know uh, but now it's like are you gonna even do like the game on game off like at least it felt like he was playing maybe 40 or 50 percent of the games with the raptors that season
1: he played like 75 i think you i think he played nearly 70 games for the raptors if i remember correctly it was at least five
2: so I just pulled it up. Now he, that season, he played 60 of the 82 games. Okay. And, and the Raptors won 58 games. <laughs> I think that's sort of why like people didn't freak out. And back to the Kyle Lowry stuff. I think like Kyle Lowry kept us winning. Like that, ra- that Raptors team had the second best record in the NBA. And Fred. So, what's that?
1: And Fred. Don't forget Fred.
2: And Fred. Sorry. I thought you. I heard you say Fred, so I was like, "Oh no, I'm Freddie." Did, <laughs> did something happen? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was like looking over my shoulder, like, "Shit." Um,
0: we had a guy who was like six man a year candidate too,
1: and Norm Powell. But Anyway, let's let's try to get to the question. Like, should we? Like, why don't we? Why don't we get mad at Kawhi ever? It's got. It's been this many years. Like, like he won't play. Someone said this. Like, if he's ninety percent, he won't play. Like, he'll only play at hundred percent. And how many athletes for how many years? I've played games at 70%, 75%. You know what I mean? It's like, what the fuck? Like, uh, Yeah,
2: I mean, I, I feel like I, I, when it comes to like athletes' bodies, like I'm in the place of uh, do you. Like, I, like I'm not too bothered when someone like doesn't play. I think when they're on my team, it, you know, I care more. But yeah, I mean, like it's sort of, it's one of those things where you never know the exact truth. You have a scenario where like Isaiah Thomas is kind of injured. Boston is like, you should play. He hurts his hip and that's the end of his career. So, you know, I think it's one of those scenarios where you don't really know. I know Victor Oladipo had a similar injury to Kawhi and he kind of rushed back. He hasn't been the same since. So, I mean, it's, it's tough. I, I, I think, yeah, guys like Anthony Davis, Ben Simmons, Kawhi, Uh, it's sort of this dicey territory of like, you know, are you, do you trust them? Do you trust the team doctors? Is it somewhere in the middle? Like, and, and, and then also, how much do we expect star players to play? You know? Yeah. So I, I think it's kind of, it's frustrating for sure. Um, And if you're on a team like the Clippers and you know, you're thinking, okay, great. Now this guy's going to play, whatever 80 90 percent of the games and he plays like 30 percent and you're not good um it's it's frustrating
0: yeah you gotta qualify uh for the playoffs yeah
1: yeah Yeah, exactly i think you summed that up very well and you've caused me to feel less frustrated with
2: (laughs) hey that's what i'm here for you know
1: because well because no, you're right it probably really is like uh like they have to decide do i do this all in and then risk going back to zero or do i just Meander through my career and just do fifty percent. Right, you know what I <laughs> right. mean? Totally. That's yeah, kinda, exactly. Like so, that's kind of what he's doing. And like, I, I don't know. I just don't. He's an odd guy. He's
0: really a weird. He dude.
2: he really is one of the like I awesome. would say weirdest NBA players of all time.
0: He can like- be so different. He can be like. Mr. Jokey, Mr. Fun, Mr. Serious. Like, he's got so many different weird to when you never know who's going to show like, up. He
1: knows He knows it, and, like, every now and again, he'll, like, surprise us with, like, a great bit. Yeah. I think he won this year already, but... Yeah, so that makes him pretty intriguing. Um, and that's why it's... Maybe that's why I get so upset, because I just want to see him kill. And, like, it's more of an ongoing conversation of, like, is this guy overrated? Like, and so, I... And I I think he kind of is at this point if he's not going to play. I think that's fair. Anyway. Speaking
0: of calming you down, uh, I think that we should, as uh, Jalen Brunson calming you down,
1: how are you yeah. feeling about Jalen? Nice um, transition, Chili. I love Jalen. Uh, I'm really, ha- it's, it's been a long time since the Knicks have had like an actual NBA point guard who can <laughs> like run the show, give you probably 20 and eight a night pretty regularly like i feel comfortable having him controlling the game with 3 minutes left in a two point game like um but it does, it doesn't it doesn't start out with Brunson. there's still i'm not like i think julius like if you just look at his his at his box scores and everything he's having a better year but if you're watching games he's doing the same dumb shit where he like holds stops the possession mm-hmm. turns around then complains to the ref. he's done that a few times already and um, he's got to go. Um, Fournier started off really slow uh, and was benched recently. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we're only ten games in, but the Knicks are are nicking. They're nicking. Yeah, you know, it's, it's literally just you know what I mean too. Fred, I, 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 was say, to I was
2: gonna say. I was gonna say they sure are, man. <laughs> um, I, I I really feel like this is sort of like a, like a mini tangent, but the Knicks are in this you know, they're in this very special category of like, they're the Mecca for the sport and they, they struggle to compete at a high level. It's like, you know, they, they and they, there's this crazy drought. Like you got, you know, and soccer, you got Toronto, Maple Leafs uh, hockey, you got New York Knicks basketball. I don't know what it would be for baseball. Like what's the, where's the, where's the sport, the most important in the world, but also they're not good. like, it's, it's got to be wildly frustrating.
1: Um. Yeah. It's it's like I. That's why it's like I'm just kind of numb. I don't I don't get that excited. But like, like the one win I will take is that we are let la- that despite the KD and Kyrie choosing the Nets, we are still we are the second biggest shit show in the city. Hundred percent. So yeah. T- take t- take like, that, man. <laughs> um. But I don't know. that, Like, whatever. The, the Knicks, I think they should have fired Tibbs before this year. I think Tibbs is on. They're giving, like, these, this season, maybe not even this whole season, maybe this first half of the season, I feel like it's his final, like, trial run as the head coach. You should swoop uh, up Steve Nash, dude. Put him on your oh team. dear God. I, didn't I say this on the first part? I was like, I'll, I'd be surprised if Nash lasts until Christmas. I was right. Dude, did we talk
0: about his performance uh, a few weeks ago of pretending to get really angry? Like the eyes bulge. Oh, Bilbo Baggins' eyes? Oh, my God. That was my favorite. Dude, He was trying (laughs) so hard to look like he cared.
1: (laughs) Like, I'm going to overcompensate his coach to see if I can keep my job. But, like, I don't even know if he wanted to keep that job. But anyway. I wouldn't.
0: I wouldn't. And the guy coming in, poof, I hope that it's not who they say it's going to be because, good Lord, what a nightmare that, Team is that's it's wild. <laughs> anyway,
2: can I can I ask you a next question,
1: please?
2: So I'm just checking them out right now, uh, just like just doing some basketball reference stuff. Okay. Um, and the there's a lot of like evenly spread out minutes. Who who on the Knicks like who's getting minutes that you feel like shouldn't sort of thing? Like, and I'm just looking at like guys like reddish top and rose oh, right. i mean quentin grimes seems like he's pretty great right but like you know of those of that category of guy like who's sort of i don't know it seems like a pretty like deep or i mean like not not deep but like a lot of people are getting a chance
1: so so you've touched on like really the biggest tension with the knit, like so like thibodeau is like he's like this kind of coach who like veterans older players better contract players like they're gonna get good run and the young guys like they need to prove themselves to get good run which being like over 20 minutes a game um and now we sort of have this squad of like pretty talented young guys and quickly and and um and grimes and and, uh Mm -hmm. mitchell robinson is hurt right now which is also why it's a little weird um oh right okay so finally i think because like because they're not doing well like, he's starting to give Grant, like these bench guys, like, more time. And that's why it's, like, more evenly spread. But it's really up and down. Like, the, the minutes change a lot every night. Um, and now Cam Reddish is in the picture because he's playing better. Um, he's had this thing where he's openly said, I won't play Obi Toppin and Randall together. I think last year they shared the floor for, like, a total of 20 minutes or something. That, um, that's weird. And he, it's just weird. And he's like, it just doesn't work. Like he, and, but now, like, now he's sort of trying it. And it's just like, he's always trying shit. Um, and I think he's, like, stuck in between his own, like, way of being and then, like, the media and, like, management that's saying, like, you got to give the young guys more time. Um, but at the same time, like, quickly, he's dope. Dope score off the bench. Rose is a pretty solid score off the bench. None of them can actually run the point guard well and, like, run the game mm-hmm. like Brunson. So we're just stuck. Like, we don't have a real identity. Right. Uh, and it's not that fun. And I think we should have tried to get rid of Randall, but I don't think anyone wants, wants him.
2: Oh, right. I'll, say, I'll say this, though. I It's wild that Barrett is still just 22 years old. I guess, yeah. I didn't realize he's that young still.
1: Yeah. He's in his fourth year now, which is crazy.
2: He must have started start getting the NBA when he was 18. Maybe he's like... Right That's up- wild. No, no, no. Or maybe he's turning 23 or something. I don't know. You can't. You have to be 19. Right, right. And also, uh, I love that you guys have Svi and Svi Brooklyn Kyle. has Utah. Oh, yeah. Oh, those yeah. Are end of the bench. They could... They, th- those guys didn't make the guys. They won't make the well, roster.
0: Uh, Actually, they both got cut from camp. Dude, did you see the thing where Utah dunked on the wrong basket? That was no. so brutal. It was oh, like a mistake. He was going up for the rebound, and then he just sort of put it back. It was like, was it on purpose or not on purpose? He, like, had a brain fart, and he just, like, dropped the ball in the basket. It was, like, about a week ago. Oh, I, like I, that. I I like wanted, that to, a cry. Lot. I wanted to cry. I wanted to cry. I love it's, Utah it's, with all my heart.
1: That's um, good. Robinson, I like when things it, get weird. <laughs> Mitchell Robinson's out for a couple weeks, so if you guys want to watch Svi get some run, these couple weeks might be your chance. <laughs> There's
0: nothing I want less. <laughs> And watching Svee get some run. I don't think the only player I'd rather I'd want less to watch is uh, Goran Trash
2: Our commentator uh, Matt Devlin, every time Svee hit a shot, he'd be like Sveegy. Yeah, and, and I think that's one of the like he's V-G. good at his job, but it, that's one of those things where I'm like Sveegy, eh? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man.
0: Matt Devlin is insane. He got like last well, I time love when, when uh, uh, Scotty had that dunk. He goes,
1: "How you like me now?"
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, Mad Mad Devlin's
0: great, man. He's funny. He is something else. Oh, also, I, I don't know if
1: you guys knew this, but uh, this is yeah. Walt Pleasure's last year doing color for the Knicks. Oh, really? Oh, so this is it. Why is that? One of the best in the game. Because he's old as shit? I don't know. Hmm. We, he's uh, like 80.
0: we will. We will have a memorial podcast for him when it, I, When the time. I happens. love listening
2: to a, a Knicks game, and he'll he'll just be like. DeMar DeRozan is despicable, disposable, and delightful. <laughs> and you'll be like, this guy
0: rocks.
1: Chili, you should watch more MSG telling us. Did you see the
0: Bulls announcer shit on um, the Drake yesterday? They like posted a clip of it. He's like, look, Drake's here tonight. Uh, just listened to his uh, new album on the plane ride over. He lost me. i'm down with that Uh, because it's like i feel like uh,
2: uh, the secret for toronto and drake that a lot of americans don't realize is that like we like like drake sort of was liked in the u.s well before he was ever like appreciated in canada (laughs) the canada mckenzie brother (laughs) canada kind of hated him and then it was like once Americans were like, we like Drake. We we're like, yeah, we do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. it's literally like the
0: Mackenzie brothers. Everyone like got excited when the like from the SCTV. Like Americans were like, oh, sweet, this is funny. This Canadians are like, yeah, yeah, that's us. Well, we dress in toques and drink yeah. beer. That's a actually, big part
2: any American needs to know about Canada is we are just constantly searching for your approval. <laughs> that is a major
0: part. Of I I totally attest to that.
1: You're welcome. That's, no, honestly, that's so accurate. what you explain? Like, because everyone, I, I like, because I, I, moved back. To, I'm from New York, I, and I just got back here. I'm like, yeah, I was in Toronto, and they're like, oh my god, the six. I'm like, yeah, I went to UFT. They're like, six university, and I'm like, no, like I don't. They didn't like. Like my american friends are way more into drake than any of my canadian friends i know
2: yeah my 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 wife's american and i visit her family a lot and the first time i really i was like what the hell we were in this bar in charleston and these guys like you from toronto i'm like yeah they're like the six drake and i'm like yeah man uh what what do you want to know like like, he's he's awesome and i was like uh yeah okay cool cool and it was like (laughs) totally unironic and i was like uh, yeah, man, whatever. This sounds great. Like, uh, is this so an funny. open carry scenario? or like, <laughs> what I need to know.
1: Huh? Like they're not going to ask any follow-up questions about Toronto. That's sounds no, like funny. No,
0: it's just Drake. We are looking for approval. Uh, The last basketball-related thing uh, we a couple months ago, a few months ago. I don't know how long it's been. A few months. uh, We had your uh, co-host Catherine Aker on the pod uh, to talk about the WNBA. Uh, We're we're in the middle of a WNBA off season uh, Mm -hmm. right now. Um, How like what what are what are some big storylines you can tell us right now uh, from the WNBA off season?
2: I'll say this: covering the WNBA uh has been like you know one of the most rewarding things I've ever done. And like it, it's just such a multifaceted league. Uh that's in, in a stage that you know my entire NBA fandom like there's there's never been anything close to it. Like it's such a malleable league. Um but yeah I mean like big big things uh uh is uh probably the biggest story related to the WNBA is of course Brittany Greiner and yeah. her wrongful detainment in Russia. Uh, So that's, like, ongoing and, uh, of course, tragic. Um, But, you know, as far as, like, on-court stuff, Sue Bird and Sylvia Fowles uh, were two, like, absolute WNBA legends, Mm -hmm. both retired. And then, like, looking forward, I would say Brianna Stewart, um, where she goes is massive. And, you know, I think there's a lot of rumors that she's going to go to New York. So uh, the Liberty could basically be, you know, they could be not the best team overnight because the Las Vegas Aces are pretty amazing, but um, you know, S- Sabrina Ionescu and uh, Brianna Stewart as a, as a WNBA pairing could be, you know, very, you know, for NBA fans could be very like Stockton Malone. Cool.
0: Well, how does the, so it was announced uh, that Diana Tesoro, did I say her last name, right? Tarasi. Tarasu is yeah. coming back in the NBA. How does this affect the the Mercury's team?
2: Well, I mean, the, the Mercury are they had a, like a disaster year, right? So that's that's where Brittany Griner is supposed to be, right? Um,
0: okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And you know, they uh they they lost their uh, they lost their coach. They um like like D- Diane Taurasi got injured halfway through the year. Uh, they had a big scorer named Tina Charles who left. Uh, halfway through the year, so they had a a pretty rough year uh like one of the best uh if not the best canadian player uh her name's kia nurse you oh, might yeah. know because she does a lot of like raptor stuff kia. too right we love kia yeah she's awesome um but uh, but she was uh injured the whole year as well Yeah. so mercury yeah. disaster year and then obviously probably the best thing that happened to the mercury is sarver announcing that he's gonna leave the coach uh no the owner because uh, oh, yeah. the owner of the mercury is also the owner of the phoenix suns yeah. Going
1: yeah. To be interesting to see who buys that team.
2: Yeah, so I think if you're like a Mercury fan, you're 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 hopeful that new ownership's going to be good. Someone
1: yeah. said like LeBron and CP should team up and try to buy it.
2: I heard LeBron was trying I heard someone else some other famous athlete was trying to get in there. Um but yeah, like I mean that that'd be, be
1: awesome. It could be like one of the first kind of like young, you know, ownership situations. It would be
0: great. The, uh, the question I always like to ask, because I would love it, do you think Toronto is getting a WNBA team? I think well, we- I, I think we're on the list.
2: But one thing I heard that is like sort of like putting, I guess, like a, a rain on the parade a little bit is uh, a big deal or big obstacle for the Toronto you know, is commercial flights. Oh, so yeah. the, the WNBA does not have chartered flights still. So the players it's have the to – like, but, it's nuts, the, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. and so like even for NBA players, you you still hear right? People are like, "What? I got to bring my passport? What, what's going on here?"
1: I take this off. Yeah, yeah. Gonna...
2: It's like exactly. So I think the fact that there's not chartered flights still in the WNBA is like it, it it slows that down. Yeah, but we're getting an exhibition game, so hopefully, like the Scotiabank where the Raptors play, sells it. And I think so.
0: Yeah. Toronto- Literally. neither isaac or I are in toronto yeah. anymore but we would go if we were there i think toronto could totally support a WNBA team um,
2: definitely i mean Kat- I, Kat- I, yeah our fans are nuts like i think catherine I think said it was could. like
0: a red herring that like they're just like pretending that they're gonna expand and they're never really gonna expand i i would
2: tend to agree with her sure. and I, I hope i hope that
0: we're both wrong but yeah, me too. I, I don't know. I would love it. I think it's super cool. Um, I, I don't watch enough WNBA, but I always enjoy it when I do watch it. And I just think that if Toronto had a team, that would be awesome. I think it'd be so if, fun.
1: I think if all you're saying about the Liberty is is, you know, I feel like maybe in New York we'll naturally gravitate towards them if they have like some crazy duo that you're talking about.
2: Man, they, uh, like even even if they don't get Brianna Stewart like uh Sabrina is like basically like Luca. If you're looking for NBA comparisons. So like, and she's already doing, she's already had like the most triple doubles for her age. um, Like she's, she's pretty nasty.
1: And like, I know the other reason I think Toronto would be good is there's a couple young, like high, like top high school recruits that are girls like shy. Will shy day Wilson. There's a couple like girls in the coming up in high school that like are playing for Duke and stuff. Um, so that's why I feel like there's a slow growing base for like women's basketball in Toronto. Um, yeah.
2: Like I think, you know, sure Toronto been, oddly yeah. enough has become a basketball. Yeah. I know it's like we're hockey. Right. But like, you know, like when, when people talk about Canadian players in the NBA and it's like, you know, it's, it's been a couple of years now it's other than the U S it's the most players from any other country. is when people talk about that, what they don't talk about is like, they're basically all from Toronto. Like yeah. some players are from other parts of Canada, yeah. but it's like,
1: oh, yeah. but Yeah.
2: yeah. It's basically, um, you know, and obviously I think we're, we're, we're still not on, on a level of video. Like because like, well, what is it like a quarter of the NBA is from California or something yeah. like that? Like,
1: but yeah. anyway, um, speaking of Canadian basketball, shouldn't sharp as much watches TV. I think, I think he's great. Um, if you're ever watching pill and trailblazers, but, uh, just to bring it back to America, um, tonight is a unique night in the NBA because every team is playing there are 30 <laughs> teams playing and part of the reason for that is that uh, there's no games tomorrow because it's election day yep. so if you're in the states please vote oh, Yeah, um, I gotta
0: go vote tomorrow for I, the first time enjoy
1: night off of basketball tomorrow uh, maybe you know read a book, watch a TV show do something different
0: Freddie this was a pleasure to have you on today uh, oh man my pleasure I've been Thank a fan you of you. You you mentioned your brothers. Fre- Freddie's part of a comedy dynasty. Uh, some of the funniest, nicest guys in Toronto comedy are the Revis boys. Uh, I'm a big big fan of the Revis family. So uh, it was uh, an honor to Thank have you, you on today. Um, and uh, do you want to plug promote anything coming up?
1: Um.
2: Oh yeah. I'll I'll just say um, check out my Raptors podcast uh, at Confederacy of Dunks. We're on the Rapcast. And, um, and me and Catherine's podcast, uh, you know, it's a, it's a podcast for people who are, we're learning about the WNBA. Like even the fact that you could ask me like a couple storylines sort of thing, like that's still, I've only like what fully watched two seasons of the WNBA. So I'm not an expert by any means, but, uh, yeah, it's a really dynamic league and it's, it's been fun to learn about it. So yeah, check us out We're the pickup podcast. And let me just say, you guys are great. And thank you so much for having me.
0: Great. Well, can we expect another rap battles in the future? Or is that a one-off?
2: Uh, I think, yeah, you, I think you can expect another one. Hopefully you can do it, man. Like if you're coming home for, for Christmas or something or whatever. I'll, I'll be home for three out. weeks.
0: So uh, I would uh, I would love to. It's I guess because it's so packed in there, we wanted to like, I guess, wait for COVID stuff, restrictions and things like that. Because yes. you really get it. Like for, for those who haven't seen an Isaac, it's like, it's like surround like there's there you've been to comedy bar Isaac it's like seats on the stage there's like it's a whole like people come into the audience there's like smoke machines it's, um, it's a super it's spreader fun. event yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's very very fun uh to do so uh we'll keep keep uh keep on that you can follow uh freddy what, what's your your instagram handle um i'm at Freddie noel revis Freddie noel revis you can check him out on instagram or you can go to uh family feud canada and watch him do the warm-up uh because he does that uh that's his big that's his big gig which is so cool i wish that seems like such a great gig it's it's a fun weird time i love it um super uh thanks so much thanks to isaac uh and uh i'm uh looking forward to the next one uh goodbye everybody